You're listening to The Gutsy Podcast, where we talk about all things real, raw, and ridiculous about running a business authentically. Whether you need an inspirational pick-me-up or a swift kick in the mental ass, The Gutsy Podcast is your bi-weekly guide to getting out of your head and back into action. I'm Laura Ora, branding and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, CEO of Works & Co., and your host on this journey through entrepreneurship. It's time to fuel your gutsy. Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Gutsy Podcast. This is the very first Gutsy exclusive featuring Marcus Limonis from CNBC's The Profit. Entrepreneurship has been in Marcus's blood from an early age. As a child, he read the description of entrepreneur to his mother from a dictionary while working on a school project. Humble beginnings have led to Marcus's business success. As a serial entrepreneur and CEO, he's dedicated his life to helping other small businesses revive and thrive. You're probably most familiar with Marcus from CNBC's The Profit where he invests time, care, and money into helping entrepreneurs not only save their dream, but create a clear plan of action to maintain it. His focus is on authentic relationships and purpose-driven commerce. Known for his down-to-earth, brutally honest approach, Marcus has become a beacon of information and hope to small businesses throughout the world. In just a moment, you'll hear Marcus and I talking about the resiliency of entrepreneurship, and this episode is a prime example of that. Over a year's worth of planning and countless messages, DMs, showing up on Instagram stories, once the inner work was done and the timing was right, this episode is proof that if you can see something, feel something, and just know deep down in your gut, in your core, that it's right. When you stay focused and stay the course, my friend, you can make amazing magic happen. So without further ado, I present to you the most amazing Marcus Limonis. Hi there. Hey, Marcus. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? I can. I don't know if Karen told you I'm in a bit of a time crunch, but I wanted to make sure we got this done. Yes. Thank you so much. This is an insane honor. Of course. All right. Let's get moving. Let's get to it. All right. Well, first, thank you for making time for this. This has been a huge, huge goal and dream of mine for quite some time. So this is a true honor. So I'm curious about your why. What intrigues you the most about small businesses? Well, the primary reason that I am intrigued, but probably more in love with small business is the fact that I really think about my own childhood and the fact that I was, you know, sort of always the odd man out and always felt like I didn't necessarily get the shot that I wanted, the opportunity that I wanted. And that sounds a little bit, woe is me. But as I look at small business owners today and I think about what they give up and what they sacrifice to just have an opportunity, opportunity to talk to a bank, an opportunity to talk to a new investor, an opportunity to find a new customer, an opportunity to sort of chart their own path, that opportunity, unfortunately, isn't as bountiful and plentiful as one would like. And I liken it to dodgeball. When I was a kid and I used to belong to this camp and they would have dodgeball and I, was, I would always be the last one picked. And I, I'll draw that parallel only because I feel like small business owners sometimes may not admit it, but they often feel like that. And so rather than 
sulking in it and worrying about it. The question is, who's going to advocate for them? Who's going to give them the opportunity? And who's going to um, at least create some sort of playbook for how small business owners can uh, succeed? There's a qualifier there. And the qualifier is, is that a small business owner has to work harder than everybody else. The small business owner has to give better customer service, has to have a better experience with their employee. They have to elevate at a higher level. They have to operate at a higher level just to even get close to saying that it's a level playing field. And so often I meet small business owners that spend a lot of time talking about how they weren't given a chance and how it's unfair. And that, that just doesn't sit well with me. And so part of the reason why I do spend a lot of time and a lot of money with them is to say, it's possible. And, and I expect you to do it. And I understand that there's challenges. Now, there are also some advantages to being a small business. You can be more nimble. You don't have all the bureaucracy. You don't have the corporate environment. Customers tend to like to do business with you as opposed to feel like they have to. And so how do you balance those things that are better into something more? And how do you get motivated by the things that you feel underserved or underprivileged or under-resourced? And how does that motivate you to do things better? But I like, I always like um, helping the odd man out because I consider myself kind of an odd man out already. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, I always say like, you know, everything has a level of hard to it. So what are you going to work towards that's going to build ultimately where you want to be in your life and in your career and in your business? So if it's going to be hard, let's at least move towards what you want to be in your life. I think the other key though, that's really, really important is that I hold small business owners to a very, very high standard, probably a higher standard than they should be held to. But I want them to realize that we can't continue to talk about how hard it is. We have to continue to talk about how we're going to kick ass. And I, I do like some of the softness around like, oh, what are we building towards and blah, 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 and all those things. But at the end of the day, we get up in the morning, we run our business, we're responsible to create profits, to retain our people, and to find new customers and keep them, regardless of whether you're selling a product or a service. So if that's the job, I don't want to hear all the other noise about how tough it is. I want to hear what we're going to do to get better today and better tomorrow and better the next day and close the gap between you and your competition. That's all I want to hear about from people. And if you do those things and you put your business in front of yourself and you make the sacrifices that are necessary, that the financial rewards will at least be sufficient to provide a nice livelihood for you. And that's okay. That really is okay. (laughs) Of course. I think that, you know, obviously this has been an insane year in so many respects. So there's a lot of people either opening new businesses or reinventing existing ones. What are some key things that you recommend that that those businesses are focusing on right now? I don't think any... Well, first of all, I think this is a great time to start a business, but it needs to be a solution-oriented business, something that people are going to solve for that they can't solve, that, that either hasn't been solved for already, or you think you can solve it better. But do not open up a new business or go into any type of business, no matter what it is, if technology and the way you communicate with your customers and your vendors isn't dramatically enhanced from what we did a year ago. Customers want to be able to communicate with you differently than they ever did before. And so you better have a platform that allows for texting and you better have a platform that allows for um, leads to come in and a response process to work. 
You better have a platform that allows for customer resolution to be resolved on a quick basis. There are certain platform things that you have to have that I, yeah, you probably had to have them before and you should have. Maybe you can get away with being a little watered down in that area. I think the tolerance for customers is lower today in the absence of technology. And I hate to use the word technology as if it's some sort of like magic bullet. But in the, in, when I say technology, I mean the way they shop, the way they transact, and the way they communicate with you. It has to be different. It has to be. And I would use videoing and FaceTiming and Zooming and, and sort of an inside exploration of your business, all those video snackable metrics as a way to do that. Awesome. I'm going to quote you on this next one. You said at one point, it, it's okay in business, no matter what anyone tells you, to be yourself. I think that freaks a lot of business owners out, like putting yourself out there, like truly being who you are. Well, it's important to be authentic to yourself because you'll regret it in the end. But there's a balance between being yourself and taking care of the customer. An example of how not to be yourself is to make politics or religion and your beliefs in that integrated into your business because that's who you are and I want to be who I am. Michael Jordan said it best many, many, many years ago when he asked um, if he was endorsing a particular candidate for president. He said, Republicans buy sneakers too. And so I think there is a lesson. I've learned that lesson the hard way where sometimes I've had to put my, I've put my foot in my mouth and I've, you know, I've gotten a blowback for it. Be yourself to the extent where your personal belief system about your business, the pricing, the service, the product you offer about your business, be yourself. Don't bring your personal beliefs about society and whatever it may be into your business unless you're willing to deal with the consequences of doing that. And I'm giving people the advice today that the consequences are not worth it. And I remember there have been moments where I've sort of stood up on and said, this, this is, I can't take this anymore. And it was a social issue unrelated to my business. Didn't really affect whether the customer was going to buy. It was just like, I used it as my platform to make a statement. And I may have felt better in the moment. I would say the repercussions of that are not good. And you're not going to ever please everybody. And the people that you think feel one way usually feel a different way. They'll shock you. So I get into the debate. Be yourself, but know where the bright line is. Mm, I love that. What about branding? What role do you think that branding plays in launching a small business? I think branding is important, but it's the least important thing. Sometimes people spend a lot of time, what's my name? What's my logo? What's my, my color scheme? But they don't really know what their product or service is yet. And they put the cart before the horse. And what I want people to do is, let's focus on your business the product and service that you want to offer. Make sure that it's as world-class as it can be. Make sure that it's relevant, that it's priced right, that it does what you say you're going to do, that you stand behind it, that people find it uh, as a value. Because oddly enough, if it's got terrible branding, but it's an amazing product at a great price that does great things, it won't matter. It'll sell itself. If it's got amazing branding, beautiful packaging, and your ad campaign is strong and people get it and it's overpriced or it's broken or it doesn't solve the problem, you may sell it once, but the key to business is the second sale, not the first sale. And so while branding is important to create clarity, I think a lot of small business, new entrepreneurs get way too hung up on it, way too hung up on it as a primary objective, as opposed to being a complementary process to the rest of their business. 
Oh, that's so true because, you know, if the, if the product or the service isn't there, you know, you can, you can brand it and put sparkles on it all day long. But, you know, if it's not serving the purpose and, and solving a problem, then it's irrelevant. Unicorns and rainbows don't sell products. That's a true story. <laughs> I know that we are limited on time today. So one of my last questions for you is, you know, this is the Gutsy Podcast. So I'm curious what Gutsy means to you. Gutsy. I think gutsy and the word entrepreneur are synonymous. I used to joke with people and say that entrepreneur meant unemployed because it was like I would meet people and be like, what do you do for a living? I'm an entrepreneur. What does that mean? Well, I'm in business for myself. And my response is that's the definition of unemployed looking to not be unemployed. But the, the true definition of an entrepreneur is somebody who's willing to take a chance on themselves without fear of failure without the idea that you may look bad in someone's eyes. I think gutsy and entrepreneur are more synonymous than business owner and entrepreneur. When somebody tells me they have an entrepreneurial spirit, the first thing that goes to mind is, I take chances, not everything's going to work. I try to be more calculated about it. I recognize that it's not always going to work. And I have the guts and the stomach to withstand the criticism and the ridicule and the embarrassment of failure. And unfortunately, it's intrinsic in being an entrepreneur. We're all going to fail. It's just, it doesn't mean we're a failure. We're all going to have failures. That doesn't make us a failure. And your willingness to, to take that chance, dust yourself off, try it again, dust yourself off, try it again. But the best professional athletes in the world have great physical skill. But there are a lot of people that have great physical skill. What makes them different is they have good mental skill and the mentality of getting their ass kicked and getting back up again or taking a chance and losing. That's what gutsy is for me. I love it. The resiliency of entrepreneurship will never stop blowing my mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the honey badger. If you don't know what the honey badger is, my advice to everybody is Google the honey badger on YouTube. It's one of the most watched videos. Um, gutsy and uh, the honey badger. Do you ever, have you ever watched the honey badger? I have not, you know, but I'm going to. Everybody that's listening to your podcast should Google the honey badger on YouTube or just go to YouTube and look at honey badger. I think the gutsy podcast, um, and honey badger are going to be really good friends. I like it. I like it. Marcus, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time, for your talent, um, and for just showing up for small businesses online. You know, I love that you're, you're constantly showing up on Instagram and sharing your knowledge and just helping people. So on behalf awesome. of the small business community, thank you. So, you so got much. it. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining Marcus and I on this amazing journey of small business and entrepreneurship. Look, I went to YouTube. And I looked for the honey badger and I seriously have not laughed that hard in quite some time. I have included a link in the show notes to watch the video. But the thing that stands out most to me is that the honey badger is fearless. They are thick skinned and when they fall down, they get right back up. Gutsy, honey badgers and entrepreneurs are one of the same. If you are in the beginning stages of launching a business, or perhaps you have an existing one that just needs a bit of reviving, I invite you to head over to lauraora.com and sign up for the Brand Starter Course. The Brand Starter Course walks you through the necessary steps to set up your business while building an explosive brand. 
And yes, just like Marcus said, we first focus on developing your products and your services first. This course will save you a shit ton of time and money by answering the number one question I hear when people start a business, and that's, where do I even begin? The course is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at lauraora.com, and you can complete it in less than a week. I would love to hear your thoughts and your comments. I would love to hear what your favorite quotes were from today's episode. So go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and be sure to tag both Marcus and I. You can use at that Laura Aura, as well as at Marcus Limonis. This has been an amazing time sharing the space with you. Be well, and until I see you next time, stay gutsy. Thank you.